Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. I'm Andy Simon, and as you know, I'm your guide and your host. And at Simon Associates Management Consultants, we help organizations and the people inside see, feel, and think in new ways so they can adapt to change. The reason I call this podcast On the Brink with Andy Simon is that I don't want you being on the brink. I want you to get off the brink. And so I find people who I think could help you see in new ways, have a fresh lens on what you're doing, and begin to understand how change happens because humans hate to change. The pain is really real. And so don't don't worry. Today, we're going to have a great time talking about something I like a lot, which is the gamification of lots of things. I'm not going to say the gamification of reality, but think about how can gaming and gamification help you do things better. So I have with me today Naomi Redell from Israel, and she and I have been talking because I was very interested in her gamification for some of my clients. Let me read you her bio so you know why she's so interesting and important for those of you who are on the brink and need to get off the brink. Naomi is a gamification strategist. She helps coaches and consulting companies harness collaborative emotional intelligence. Now, for one of my leadership academies, we're starting with emotional intelligence. And if you don't know Daniel Goldman's work on emotional intelligence, you'll really like to listen to Naomi Riddell talk about this is so important because collaborative emotional intelligence is even bigger multiplier. She wants to increase the impact within her clients' organizations and their clients' organizations by designing and implementing gamified interactive systems. Gamified interactive systems. Think about it. After years of working as an innovation and marketing consultant with leading Israeli companies, Naomi felt firsthand the frustration of watching brilliant strategies flounder in C-suite pockets, unable to trickle down and make an impact for lack of time, motivation, the right tools to institutionalize them. Now, this is important. People spend a whole lot of time, we work with them on strategies, blue ocean strategies, red ocean strategies, but they forget that for a strategy to work, it has to get down among those who are living it. It's a story, but how do you make it something people can embrace and understand? She created a multi-layered system that uses collaborative emotional experiences with cutting-edge technologies and gamification to push the boundaries of implementation and embed those strategies into people's hearts and minds. Remember, we decide with the heart, not with the head. And it's what we see and how it feels. Our guts are really connected to our brain to help us make wise decisions. So if I'm going to help you see, feel, and think in new ways, You have to meet Naomi. Um, I'm going to let her tell you her story just a little bit more. Her innovative design and gamified market research platform has five times the willingness of clients to answer and provide in-depth insights and information. Really important. Oh, and her positive psychology first ever game board, Positive Turn, is recommended by the VIA Institute of Character Strength and was chosen as an innovation for companies in France. Really, really cool to have Naomi with us. It's so good to globalize our, our our guests for you and see things through their eyes and understand how they can apply to you. Naomi, thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Tell our listeners your story. Start wherever you like. Okay. So um, 
I'll just give a juicy uh, part of uh, information. I'm from Israel. <laughs> and here now it's already night where uh, wherever you're listening from, probably all over the uh, the world. And um, I actually got into games as a as a way to make people engage and actually open up because um my story is that I have done a lot of consultancy around the uh with innovations with company all over Israel from you know uh the, the one of the roads in Israel that uh, her mandate for building roads is finished and she had to rethink how is she going to survive because there are no roads to build <laughs> and really, it's a true story. And eventually, after a three-day workshop, we turned it around and said, okay, we are not a road company. We are a um, build-operate-transfer company because that's our specialty. So now suddenly we have a huge amount of potential clients and eventually they moved on to uh, what we've decided during the workshop is to work with the railroads, which were developing and now is coming to form in Israel. So that's my my specialty is always moving the cheese around and making a, a turn. But what I've noticed that a lot of the time, the things that we're doing as consultants with companies and we bring really fresh news and um, uh, wherever we go, it's very, very difficult for people to actually embrace it. And once it filters from the C-suite downwards, it, it most usually stops in the middle middle management because either they didn't get it Mm-hmm. order to stress from there in between the, the, the their workers and their managers and are just trying to get their quotas or to get their target and to move ahead and they need tools and especially today with COVID and uh, all the changes that we are going, which are each of the changes are very profound. They are not just, you know, uh, okay, we have a crisis in the banks or we've, it touches every aspect of our being. We work from home, we don't work from home. We have a job security, we don't have a job security. So today the the, the insecurity and the, the whole system has changed and people find themselves without the means to to make themselves better to feel better about their job to actually be in 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 the flow moment as we speak in positive psychology so um that my story is that uh when they started with the iPods you remember just mm-hmm. those little iPods um said okay there's an opportunity here to do something in uh, uh, entertaining and um, innovative. And we build a platform that is targeting a market research using games. And the whole idea is that people didn't want to answer questions. Um, 
if I may, I can say a small story that we did. We actually built a platform according to market research questionnaires. And this is a, why am I saying that? Because it's a brilliant example. What is gamification? People ask, okay, gamification. They, they think about badges. They think about, um, I'm, I'm a very associative parent. So <laughs> it's me and my, what I do. So people think about badges, they think about progress, they think about all kinds of aspects, which they know because they've used certain kind of platform. But with market research, what we did is we actually took the research questions and for each question, we created a different type of game, a mini game that you can play. And then when a company came to us, we actually created a set of games that answer the questions the company wants to get. So gamification is not only about fun. It's about jumping through the, the barriers of your clients. So for example, we worked with a company in the financial district and they were very eager to discover their big clients. Where are they putting their money? Mm -hmm. Not only in their place. They never could uh, get that uh, answer. They wouldn't. They refused to give them answers about it. But once we introduced this this uh, series of games, they were not aware they are giving that answer. Interesting. So it it was amazing. It was actually it. They, they were ecstatic because suddenly they could get answers for something that they couldn't get otherwise. And it because games they bypass. They bypass our objection. If if it's about positive psychology, if it's about uh, changing our mindset, if it's about uh, giving information, it's a detour that is a shortcut. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, pause for a second. I know. Sorry, I'm very excited about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I know you are, but my listener is also trying to catch up to where you are. And, mm -hmm. and oh, that isn't always so easy. So let's talk a little bit about the brain. The brain lives a story that's there, and it only sees the things it wants to conform to its story. But when you put people into a game mode, something happens to open the mind to see things through a fresh lens, I always say. And they don't watch the inhibition stopping them from telling others things that they probably wouldn't tell in a direct conversation, which is what I think you said the banks, I'm an ex-banker, and they couldn't get them to tell them things they needed to hear. But once you got them into a game, somehow they were quite willing, uh, totally unaware they were sharing secrets in a very playful or at least modified playful way. Could I ask you, what were the games like? Can you concretize them a little bit for us? You can you can see here, for example, you can see my cursor. So yeah. this is, for example, a yes or no question. So you have a pad, you you throw the, it's a very simple game because remember, you have in gamification, it's not a very elaborate game because you have to make it quick. It is intended to achieve uh, some kind of target that the company wants. Now, remember something. My listeners cannot see what you're pointing to. It's an audio. Oh, okay. It's a video. Uh, but the audio part, we have to talk a little bit more descriptively about what that, and I like the banking one because the problem to solve is I can't find out where they're putting the other money. And these little games allowed us to listen. Now, do the um, does the, the client listen into those games? Or how do they know what people are saying or doing? 
No, no, no. It's 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 an actually it's a. Uh, it's not active right now. It was I've done it ten years ago, but uh, it's it's an iPod with um, uh, with mini games. So, f- for example, one of the mini game is a block of uh, papers that show a question, show a statement, mm-hmm. a statement. Okay, do I use my uh, bank only? F- do I have only one bank? Right. Okay, so you have to say yes or no mm-hmm. when you do, and you throw it to the garbage can. So you, have, <laughs> you, you use your hand, you swipe it to the right, you say yes. You swipe it to the left, you say no, and the, 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 the paper crumbles and got, yes. goes into the, into so the garbage. You think that the question is answered, done. And then what happens? And then there's another question showing up. And mm-hmm. another question until, until you finish this kind of series of a question. Then you move to the next one. For example, there is a, a little robot that is walking on the, on the, on a course and he has a scale in his the tummy. Okay? Uh-huh. A, like a like a dial? Yes. Okay? So it it goes from 0 to 7, which is the the usually the parameter of the questions when you want a scale question. Yes. So you have again to sweep your hand and he starts dancing or be really upset, depending on (laughs) your answer. Interesting. Yeah. So it's 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 like we took the standard formats of questions and we turned them into fun mini games and very quick and intuitive. So people don't have to think too much, too much. They just see the visual. They see the engagement, engagement, and they want to do it. Now, this is individualized. I have a hunch you have a number of different types of formats for the game. So share one with our listeners or our viewers that could be a team kind of gamification. Do you have those also? Yes, of course. <laughs> so um, when you talk about gamification, not, it's not always, it's a combination. Not all of these is a gamifying uh, online products, right? When you talk about teams, you want them to collaborate. This is the main issue. And that's what I'm talking about, collaborative emotional intelligence. Yes, Because that's the tricky part. Usually you tell, okay, the leader has to create an emotional uh, atmosphere that allows for people to collaborate. And then it puts all the tension on the leader, right? He needs to be empathic. He needs to be uh, to open the door to everybody that comes. He needs to solve all the problem between everybody. <laughs> and it's a big burden to put on one person. The use of game, you, using the game that I've developed, we create actually a collaborative emotional experience. Instead of the leader having to engage with each one of his workers, we turn it into a experience that works with the whole team together and Uh they collaborate to create this openness to create empathy to create trust between everybody in the team which helps them to get to the point they want to go and now a word from our sponsors simon associates management consultants that's us and we're here to help you see feel and think in new ways whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey. Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled 
and a little anthropology help them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. Now, for our listeners, if you are unfamiliar with emotional intelligence, empathetic leadership, even collaborative leadership, you know, we can certainly provide those um, those insights for you. The thing that leadership faces is how to get followers to do what it is they would like them to do. And emotional intelligence takes somebody who's intelligent and pushes them into a much more effective ability to get others to be influenced, to do what is expected, to be accountable, to do it by the time it's expected. It's very complicated to be a leader today, um, mostly because command and control leadership may be okay in the military, but even there, I think it's changing. But now we want much more team building. We want creativity and empowerment. We want results. We want different kinds of cultures. And those often require us to really focus on what I'll call that feeling part of leading, not just the telling and selling, uh, but the ability to get others to enable them, facilitate them to come together to do something. So that the emotional intelligence collaboration is a real interesting way to Take something challenging, how do I get others to do what I need to do in an empathetic way, into something where they all come together to do it well together. Now, tell a little bit more, go into the detail on this collaborative, because for the association to claim it's so fantastic, there must be some magic here. Magic sauce. Yes. Yes. So first of all, I want to say that, uh, you know, it's a big task to have a collaboration and to build trust and to all of that. And there are steps on the way. Right, you don't jump into uh, uh, making a person be uh, making one of your employees able to um, trust you, able to believe in you, and to follow your your, your suggestions. If whenever he sees you, he gets criticism, and he gets to be said that he's not worthy, and he feels he feels uh, intimidated. So the first layer of everything is to build trust, right? We need people to be able to open up and to feel secured. As Amy Edmondson from Harvard has all this uh, uh, notion of psychological safety. Yes. And this is what the game does. Because when you play a game, everyone is equal. Uh And when you play a game, uh, everybody takes turns. 
everybody has the same cards, everybody has the same roles. And even the person who usually is afraid to talk has his platform open for him. And when you use it smartly, you can actually make them engage. So I'll I'll give you an example. Uh, This is my uh, positive turn game, it's called. It's based on, as, as you mentioned before, it's based on the via character strengths. And it has uh, instructions and a board. You can see here. I can. You can. But the main issue about the game is that it creates a structure mm-hmm. for people to be in a positive mindset. Okay? Because usually people bond around the ne- negative. It's it's a known issue, you know? You go into the corner of the coffee with the uh, with your colleagues and you start saying how how bad is your manager and you you <laughs> complain. And you bond. It bonds. It connects you together. You feel the same feelings. You feel uh you feel close to one each other, but at what expense? Yes. The expense of not becoming motivated. At the, the expense and of creating a negative spirals that goes around the, the, the office. So using the structure of the VIA character strengths, these are this is an example of the VIA, the 24 VIA character strengths. Uh-huh. So the ones of you who don't know, they probably are aware of, uh, of the Gallup characters, uh, the, the Gallup strings, the positive psychology, Seligman has created uh, these 24 uh, strings, which are more a character, abstract stre- uh, um, characters and less of a skill. So if you take the the, uh, the road and it, I find it very um, easy to communicate with people around that because it is open. It's something that everybody knows. So for example, if I would have played with you now, the first step would be to choose um, three cards. So five people are around the table. Each one chooses three cards to the person that is next to him. Now, this is a way that we work with people that we know. So it's a team building thing. Right. There is also an option to work with people that we don't know, but I'm now presenting this option. So you give a strengths card. You have to choose. You cannot give everybody leadership. You cannot give everybody curiosity. You have one of each. Uh Right. So you have to choose. Now, for example, I will choose for you quickly. Um, I need to find the right ones. Okay. so I chose this one and this one. And this man. Now, do you know what I chose for you? No. Are you curious? <laughs> yeah, tell the listeners what you chose for me. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'll explain how the game works. So the idea is that I everybody's choosing everybody, but they don't know what they got. Yep. So right here, it's a it you you this is the step one of the system, right? because everybody is giving everybody it creates that safety that you know that you're going to get and you want to give the the right card to the right person so you're being careful the second point is it's only positive everybody has character strengths so you can't go wrong so that's the second layer of safety okay now you started the game everybody has his strengths that he got from the people around the table now you have to choose a card so you start working on the board. 
And according to where you land on the board, you uh, open the cards. Okay. So yeah. I'm I'm not showing the board because it, you have also uh, people who can't see me. So let's go with the cards. You can choose. I'm showing you now three cards and you can choose one. Good. The middle one. The middle one. So that's uh, something that I think is really you. Curiosity. Isn't that true? You're interested in learning more about anything and everything. You're always asking questions and find all subjects and topics fascinating. You like exploration and discovery. How do you know that I'm an explorer? My archetype is that of an explorer. You are spot on and I picked the right card. Woohoo! You're exploring with me about gamification. So that's what I experienced from you. <laughs> and, and you can see that it gives you a good, a good sense that people actually got you. Yes, right? that's right. That's right. Yeah. And now we don't leave it at that. That's one aspect of positive psychology. We show you that you can create appreciation. You create good feelings in a blink of an eye, right? In a, it doesn't take long. Now we're going to dig deeper. Now we have question cards, which are basically appreciative inquiry cards, which you have to choose. So let me let me choose. Choose one. one. Choose. I will I will choose. Okay. How? Uh, how does my use of this strength impact others? Good card. Good card. Now, who chooses this card? The person who needs to answer is the person who gave you the card. Uh -huh. So we create a conversation about it. It doesn't stay in the nicety of getting a good card. It, now it needs to be exemplified how you use it in your daily life, right? So yeah. I think it impacts people. I will say that it impacts people and it impacted me when I met you, uh, that you're a very authentic person and that you're very, you, you give the vibe that you're really curious about me and what I have to offer. And you keep digging and you keep asking. So I feel secure in, in your hands because uh -huh. you're authentic. You feel secure. You trust that my questions are going to help you articulate what you're all about to the um, audience. What a very interesting game. And when people play it, it's not by an end. It's a purpose to go somewhere. Am I correct? You are so spot on. You can't believe it. So I have my system. I actually uh, uh, sell that system as a, a workshop system for facilitators, whoever needs these kinds of workshops and wants to uh, open people up. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll just uh, show you. Here is people playing the game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I have uh, one uh, uh, facilitator that uh, is a client of mine. And he is he worked with law offices. And he was uh, going to um, a, a law office and was talking with the managers of the law office about playing the game and he showed them the game and they started playing. And the first intuitive thing was, okay, how do I win this game? Right? That's the first thing. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you, are, you have to win. <laughs> I love it. How do I win this game? Yes. Ten minutes into the game, he said, no, no, I don't want to leave. I don't want to win. I want to continue playing. <laughs> uh, what a, a wonderful way to open up people's minds to who they are, how others interact with them. 
how we can get things done better together, better knowing each other. What a great, great opportunity. So um, you're in a, on a journey. What do you see next coming for the gaming gamification? Um, because this is people are going to say to me, games, this is not uh, betting games. It's not the gamification of, uh, of you know, of board games. This is something useful that people in both business and private lives can use to improve the outcomes of their daily li- living and make it more fun. What do you see? So, so what I see coming is that um, it can be embedded to every aspect of our life, right? So if we talk about coaching or facilitating, you have the before the workshop system, right? Before people come to the workshop, they're always, ah, would the lecture will be good? Would it be, you know, always this uh, nervousness? Why not use games? to give a promo, a fun promo that gives you all the the, the, the nitty gritties of what you're going to expect when you come to the workshop. So you come already pumped up. Oh, that's good. We pl- You play a game, you have positive emotions. You come with positive emotion, positive attitudes to the workshop itself. The, the facilitator doesn't start from scratch, yeah. right? Yep. He already signaled you that you, he signaled the, the participant that he's, He's an innovative guy, right? He's using games. And then, <laughs> and then during the workshop, you work with the game to open people up. So each, each part gives you a certain kind of result, right? You can create a whole journey that takes you from the beginning, throughout the experience itself, and at the end, have mini games reminding you all the time that... This material is useful for you with different simulations that yes. can be a really a bite-sized simulation of, I've just done it with Dr. Tal Ben-Shachar. I, I prepared games for him, how to uh, see a situation from a positive side, takes five minutes, you see it on the social media, boom, you practice. You, <laughs> are, you, you remember that, right? You're, it you're rewiring your mind. That's right. And you're doing it with something that humans really do love to do, which is, you know, it's not, I I tell people, you learn from the heart and the eyes, not the head. And the head does all kinds of things, but you really need the experiential learning, the emotional relaxation, and you don't need it in pain. You need it in pleasure because we learn best when we're in pleasure. This is such fun. Naomi, I'm looking at our time and I want to be sensitive to our listeners' time. A couple of things you want them to remember. They often remember the ending better than the beginning. And from our listeners and our viewers, Naomi Riddell came to us to talk about gamification strategy, because I think that if you're going to be on the brink and want to get off it, you need some new tools to see things through a fresh lens. And so, Naomi, some things you don't want them to forget. First of all, I want them to remember that gamification is a tool for them to achieve their uh, agendas. Right, it, it's a tool to make it quicker, faster, and cheaper. Even, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and and so that's the first thing because people usually associate gamification with fun. It's not only fun. The whole idea of gamification is get results, yeah. like the one I, I described earlier, like emotional results that happen all the time during playing positive turn, and people just go out of the game and change something in their life. That's right. 
it. Uh, another thing I want them to remember is that a game is a system that helps you configurate a situation. And when you configurate a situation and it's really, really safe and defined, okay? So when you have question card, you have character strength crowd, you know, these are the 24 cards and you have <laughs> to talk about, you don't have to invent it from your head. Yeah. And I actually got... Uh, um, engineers from an uh, airport, uh, uh, one of the airplane, uh, I was giving a workshop and they were, they told me this is what got us going. We'd, otherwise, we would not have known what to say. That's right. That's right. I can <laughs> so, appreciate that. Yeah, because you're stuck. You get stuck, especially if it's a new material that you don't know what to do with and to start studying it and running to the internet every time you want to find some solution. Yes. Well, it's not available. Yeah, it makes right. it available and, and available in a good way that is yes. easy and easy to relate to and to feel that you can do it. And do we, do the, does the impact, you know, I'm a big believer in small wins. You can't move a battleship with an oar. you got to take some time. And I have a hunch that people um find this the beginning of some transformation or some changes either in the business remember we started by saying strategy often doesn't happen because people who are managers or otherwise don't understand what's being asked of them so does this continue is there this real um, possible multipliers that come out of this Yes, definitely, because the idea, the system is three layers, right? So the first la layer, you use the game as an experiential learning mm -hmm. and people to actually find from their peers to learn about themselves. That's the collaborative emotional, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have a system that takes them through what happened in the game. Why was it possible and how you can recreate it, but by using bite-sized activities that use the same structure that you use in the game. So for example, how do I build a strength conversation with yeah. my peers after I play the game? I learn, that's why it's a system of workshops, right? Yeah. So you learn how to do a strength song. And just a, a last story that will leave people in their minds, that's actually what happened. One, one of two uh, managers in a call center, okay? Yes. Um, the woman gave the guy um, a humility card. Uh -huh. And he was like, oh my God, humility, because, you know, today with the, the internet and everything, humility is like the worst card people, they don't want to get. <laughs> but she said, no, 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 I see you. I see how you play, how you are trustworthy to your team. And that's why they can trust you and they open up for you. Uh -huh. And a week later, she came back and she said, you know what? I want to tell you something. I said, okay, of course, tell us. They said, after the game, I decided I have to give up my ego. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about ego. I didn't know what she's talking about. She said, listen, I, I have a woman in my team that is older than me and I don't like her. And I, I was avoiding her. True and honest, I was avoiding her for half a year. I didn't have a serious conversation with her. But I decided to give up my ego and to have a strength talk with her. And she went on 
She had a strength talk with her. And I know for a fact that half a year later, then I, I wasn't in touch with them after that, they still were friends and they were going every day to have coffee together. Wow. After half a year, they didn't actually talk. <laughs> Independently. Yes. It was, she played the game. It came, the idea came to her mind out of the interaction. She understood that she can make a strength talk and boom, she did it. Well, the most interesting thing is that change we know is very difficult. And unless you have a push of some kind, a nudge, a crisis, a willingness to, even if you say I'm going to, um, it takes a lot of effort to do it. So for you to have that epiphany, that aha moment, for her to really see something in the mirror which says I'm going to give up my ego and I'm going to be humble and I'm going to reach out to this woman who I don't like is a very big opportunity for others who are listening to think about situations they don't want to be in. What cool stuff. Naomi, where could they reach you? I know you're in Israel, but I do know the internet has made the world very small. And we'll put a link up to Naomi's stuff, but tell the listeners um, easy ways to reach you. So LinkedIn is the best way because I'm on LinkedIn and Naomi Redel. And you can always DM me and I'm answering everybody and connecting with everybody. So feel free. Uh, I also have a presentation about collaborative emotional intelligence that whoever reach out I will send you a link and uh, you can enjoy uh, expanding that idea and I have an internet site uh, which is called uh, positiveturngame.com Perfect. PositiveTurnGame.com. And we'll have all of this on the uh, last slide of the video. And we'll have make sure on the blog where the audio is, it's there as well. Because we love you to connect. And I also know that podcasting is a great way to spread the word about a gamification strategy. Now, my listeners know I'm an innovation games facilitator. The most frequent download off our website are all the papers and the presentations on innovation games. And so we'll put a link up here so that you can also learn about other ways of using gamification because innovation games are different than but have the same purpose for opening us up to new ideas and finding ways for us to move them forward from an idea to an innovation so we can actually implement something. And that often is the hardest part of turning an idea into whether it's a new business or a new way of relating to each other or changing our relationships. So I'm going to say thank you to Naomi. Thank you for coming today. It's been such fun. I'm well, glad you came. Thank you. <laughs> um, now, I'm going to thank our listeners. You've pushed us above the 5% of all the podcasts globally. And we are just having a wonderful time sharing with you very interesting and important people. And I'm trying to be careful about who I do bring so that they fulfill what our goal is, is to get you off the brink. Our job is to turn observations into innovations and for you to see things through a fresh lens. These are important times to do that. We are doing an abundance of culture change workshops, innovation games workshops, and new strategies. And we're blue ocean strategists. Remember, my books are available on Amazon. Go help yourself. The audio, the ebook, and the hardcover are all there for you. On the Brink, a fresh lens to take your business to new heights and rethink smashing the myths of women in business. My new book comes out September 26, 2023. 
I'm not going to tell you the name quite yet, but it's a book that has 101 amazing women giving you their wisdoms. And I can't wait to share it with you. It's a gorgeous book. Thank you, Naomi, for being with us today. And for all of our listeners, thanks for coming. Bring other people that you want to hear. And every one of them will get, you know, our, our job is to share. And then your job is as well. Thanks, Ken. Have a great day. Remember, observation to innovation. Let's do it. Goodbye now.